today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. To begin with, uh, this is a, a big day for the, the folks down at uh, Local 1005 and, of course, 8782 out in uh, Nanticoke. Uh, it's official now. Bedrock Industries today gets the keys, and uh, they are new owners of Stelco. Marvin Ryder, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University, is here in studio to talk about this. Uh, happy Canada Day weekend, by the way. Thank you. Happy Canada Day to you as well and to your listeners. Good to have you with us here today. Uh, did you think... <laughs> Over the, it seems like about a hundred years that you and I have been talking about this, uh, that we were going to get to this point because the, there were some pretty dark days in these as this thing unfolded over the last number of years. Yeah, two and a half years. It was October of two thousand and fourteen that this saga began of creditor protection. And what's interesting is the company that is going to wind up with the keys, as you suggested, Bedrock, didn't exist at that time. Bedrock was formed in February of two thousand and sixteen. So. Uh, when you're asking, did I think I, we were going to get here, I was very concerned that this time we might actually end up in bankruptcy, liquidation, that there just did not seem to be any white knights on the horizon. Uh, Bedrock was formed, uh, lucky, or I should try it this way, earlier this week I had a chance to meet David Cheney, he's the managing partner of Bedrock Industries. Uh, Bedrock was formed in February 2016, this is what he told me, to uh, look for opportunities in metals and mining, and that would include steel companies and other sorts of things. Uh, very early on, they detected the Stelco creditor protection, and uh, when I met him on Tuesday, he was very complimentary to the company's history in Hamilton. He said he understood, they understand that it's an iconic Hamilton company, they understand the luster has gone off the rose, so to speak. And so he said one of their missions once they take the, the reins is to try to restore the luster. They want to be an employer of choice. They want to participate in the community, and they also want to grow the company. The, when I say that, in particular, a very big focus on profitability, getting more sales and becoming more profitable. Uh, I have said to you and others that I thought maybe Bedrock was just a house flipper in the sense yeah. that they were going to buy the company and in a year or two flip it. I'm now thinking quite differently that they're going to be here longer. Now, whether Bedrock will own it for 20 years, I'm not sure, but I think they're in for 5 to 10 for sure, that they really seem to have a plan. Mr. Kestenbaum, who's one of the other partners in the organization, that's his track record of taking companies, growing them, getting to be of a certain size, and then his escape clause, if you will, is through a merger with somebody else. But that would be down the road quite a little bit. Maybe let's back up a bit since sure. you've had a, an opportunity to talk with those folks. And maybe for those that are not familiar uh, with exactly what Bedrock is and what kind of a, an institution, what kind of a, a, an enterprise they are. Uh, when, when we talk about Bedrock Industries, like you say, they're not a steel company. They're, they're well, you explain to us exactly who <laughs> they are, what they are, and, and why they'd even be interested in, in something like Stelco. Yeah, so Bedrock Industries was formed in February 2016. It was incorporated initially in Miami, Florida, maybe for tax purposes as a Florida company, but its head office is now in New York City. Um, three uh, three key partners in all this uh, uh, came together uh, and accumulated a lot of money, so they didn't have any companies at the time. Now, these three gentlemen involved, uh, Mr. Kestenbaum, Mr. Cheney, um, and the other gentleman just left my name, left, left my head for a second. Uh, they have between them over 75 years of experience in doing deals in metals and mining, and they were just looking for another deal to do. So they assembled cash. Uh, now, this part got Fred Eisenberger's eyebrows up when uh, Mr. Cheney said that they have a half a billion dollars at the moment and access to two billion more that they are looking to make some strategic acquisitions, and they're starting first with Stelco. Um, 
and I think I think this is just what it is on the face value of it. This is a company that is looking to make a mark in the metals industry, and then when they get to be a certain size and can't be ignored, then maybe their exit strategy will be a merger. But that's ten, maybe fifteen years down the road. All right, they're saying all the right things. Uh, they are. How are they going to make it happen? Well, that's a good question. So I, I asked them off the bat, uh, is there going to be a change at the top? Uh, certainly, they are uh, very experienced people, and I thought maybe one of them was going to become the new CEO. Instead, they were very complimentary of Mike McQuaid, the current CEO. They said, look, he's, he's had a very difficult time for two and a half years, and he has steered the ship quite well. So his reward for doing so is that he's staying on as CEO. But they also said they're going to be very hands-on. Mr. Cheney lives in New Jersey. Mr. Kestenbaum's office is in New York. That's an hour away by jet. Um, and they do plan to be here and help help um, shape the company going forward. I asked him about Mr. Trump, uh, as you probably know, <laughs> that in his different days and his more lucid days. Mr. Trump <laughs> talks about investing a trillion dollars in infrastructure, but 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 it's got to be American companies. Uh, are are you going to wave an American flag? Or are you going to wave a Canadian flag? And he. I, I th again give him great credit for the answer. He says, "Look, we're we're used to working in volatile times. We understand the price of steel can go up and down like a heartbeat. We also understand the fortunes in the American government can go up or down." But he wasn't phased by it. Again, in their 25 years individually, each of experience together, that's where you get 75 from. They have negotiated deals, had to walk the halls of Washington, lobby, etc., to get what they want, and they're not the least bit afraid. And so when it's to their advantage to wave the Canadian flag, they'll do so. When it's their advantage to wave an American flag, they'll do so. Their focus is going to be on generating sales, staying profitable. And he also used another term, Bill, that's probably foreign to most of your listeners. He said, we're very keen on keeping a clean balance sheet. And what that means to me as a business school professor is they're not going to take on a lot of debt just for the sake of taking on a lot of debt, that they're going to think very long and hard before going into debt because they do not want to repeat the two previous creditor protections that we've seen with this company. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.